Hi, it's Chanel. Uh, <laughs> Stop. Oh, sorry, I was on mute. <laughs> you all like jauntily too. I do that too, and you don't say that I'm not paying attention. I know. I know. We're bad. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah hi again anyway this is fat pink cast <laughs> marissa lost her chance <laughs> this is marissa guys <laughs> too too late <laughs> We do. We have several God, ravens. We have so many. Kaka, kaka. <laughs> we can like use a real stock audio raven. We don't. Do we? <laughs> that should be how we do it, it from now on. That's Kaka. how. That's Four how episodes we in. <laughs> we should just be like ravens. Come on. We should just do our own sound effects. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and then like cut it in. Okay, anyway, so do we want to save the unholy raven for last, or should we just get it no, out of the way? let's just do it. Let's just do okay. it. Okay, so this just in, Orlando Jones will not be returning for season that three is, of Sleepy Hollow. That is bull. <laughs> he was like bull the show's shows. number one champion. Seriously. That and is right? scares yes. me. Yeah, that is definitely scary. So I think... Well, I was just going to say that we were already kind of, like, not expecting season three. So then when we got it, we're like, yay, you know, cautiously optimistic. And then this happens. Mm -hmm. And that's just not a good sign. Yeah. Like, he advertised. He did more advertising for the show than, like, Fox did. Did they let him go or did he leave? I don't know, but he's... Who knows? Who knows? But honestly, okay, let me read the article. Um, Orlando he was Jones really invested. Like he moved to that city that the show was being filmed in, yeah. And like became a community staple, and like apparently hung out at bake sales or whatever they were doing in the neighborhood. Yeah. He was like really involved. Yeah, he maybe the show because the show is being relocated to a different city. He didn't want to go with it. Yeah, it seems like it. Or maybe he recognizes how the way they treated his character last season was bullshit and he wanted to be on a show where characters of color could be respected but it's, a, I, it's an I entire guess. different i don't know it's an entire different um team though uh i feel like something went down behind the scenes I mean, and even when he was like criticizing the audio commentary and how like for some reason none of the characters of color or the actors of color were getting invited to do the audio commentaries mm-hmm. mm. like he, he had his eyes pretty open yeah yeah yeah. Are you going to still watch the show next season? Yeah, of course, but like <sighs> it's just this is This just makes me nervous. Yeah. And that's completely understandable. It makes me nervous too. Oh man. Like I'm kind of just like I don't know. I, I'm shocked. 
Yes. Oh, I do want to give a shout out to Melina Pendulum because she was the one who texted me about it because it definitely wasn't even remotely close to being on my radar mm-hmm. prior to. But so thanks, Melina. He launched but... his own his new company too. You think that might be it? Maybe, Maybe. he just. But then at the same time, honestly, I feel like if Sleepy Hollow was a good show that invested and appreciated appreciated, you know, Frank Irving as a character and Orlando Jones as an actor, he would have stayed, like, honestly. Like, I really do... Like, what is going to happen to his entire family? Like, Irving's entire family. Macy was really excited to see. How do you write a character like that out after... Okay, I don't is want this to character still dead? So upset. No, he was alive by the end. It was such a triumph. Was he alive-ish time. or alive? alive? He was totally alive. Well, I mean, here's some... he was killed. He died. Yeah. But then he came back. Here's some good news, I guess. Yeah. There are two actors of color. I mean, actors of color. Two writers. Two black writers. Oh, I thought team. you were going to say Daniel Henney was joining Sleepy No, two black oh writers have, do- have joined the team. Oh, well, that's they great. Made for- they weren't the first black writers. No, 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 but I mean, writers. there hasn't been any, like, lead black writers, right? Oh, so they're actually adding, okay. Yeah, didn't you see the news? I reblogged it to... Uh, yeah, I did, news. I saw it. Sh- Shernold Edwards, who's, a player- who's apparently woke as fuck. Nice. <laughs> According to... Uh, fans who listen to it. I didn't get to listen to it because I was like listening to the podcast at work and stuff. So it's I didn't important get to... to be woke. Yes, and there's another. There's a guy. She, she, there's a female, black female writer with locks joining, and then there's a black male. I think. So yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I have some Game Tom, of Thrones ravens. Tom, Tom Eisen is so sorry. Oh, you want to talk about Tom Eisen? He's so funny. The way he talks about Nicole. Anyway. Oh, he's in love with her. Wait, there's more? I mean, I mean, normally I don't ship, like, <laughs> actors and their, like, colleagues because that's just creepy. Yeah. But, oh, my God, how awkward. <laughs> he's totally in love Wait, with her. what? No, because he just, the way he talks about her all the time. Well, yeah, in general, yeah, but, like, what prompted this? <laughs> Sorry, he went to um, Comic-Con, like, what is it called? The Vegas Con, uh, what is it called? Oh. Uh, Some convention. Yeah, convention in Vegas, and he was just, like, he mentioned her, and he was like, who who I was a big fan of, and Katya, who I worked with. <laughs> 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 oh my god! Like, Anywho, Tom, Tom, please, <laughs> your crush is right. your crush. I got ravens though. I got ravens. Woo, ravens! Let's go. Kakaw. The first raven is from the UK. It's an article from the Mirror mm-hmm. called "Game of Thrones star Kit Harington often feels like dying dog or bird of prey when being photographed." Oh please! <laughs> and this is like the whole article. It's like. Game of Thrones, admit it, star, admitted he sometimes feels like a dying dog. Why? He's like, sometimes I feel like I'm a beautiful sunrise or a dying dog. What? When people okay. like, want to take a picture of him on the street. All right, Kip. He's been saying yeah. some weird shit lately. <laughs> well, now you can't unsee it, right? A dying yeah. dog. <laughs> yeah. Vanity Fair interviewed Keisha Castle-Hughes. Mm-hmm. 
talking about Obara, the writer writes, One part of what makes Obara so intimidating is her wardrobe. Obara and her sisters wear armadillo-skin-like chest plates with nipples that give them seductive and alluring looks, which keeps their enemies off guard. Okay. What? Sure. Yeah, that, it's the, it's like, the sure. alluring. Like, it's, is this National Geographic It's for the alluring and seductive looks that keep their enemies off guard, not the weapons or anything. Obara wears her armor 24-7, even in the bathtub. No, sorry, that was me realizing. She always wants to be ready for battle. As for the nipples, it's Game of Thrones. You still have to keep it sexy. (sighs) (laughs) Is this a joke? I can't believe they asked her that. They're like, hey, congratulations on this new role on Game of Thrones. Like, do you want to tell us about your character or about your nipple breastplate? Oh, my (laughs) God. Let's talk about the nipple breastplates. Yeah, let's talk about your breastplates. (sighs) I can't. The media is... It's just like a really weird way to write about her. Um, totally. But it's going to be like that the whole season, I bet you. Mm Mm-hmm. Let's talk about our seductive nipple nipple breastplates. Oh, you know, it wasn't that she threw a spear in a guy's head or anything. It's just her nipples are seductive. I don't know. That was so weird. That's so weird. Sorry. I'm good. Are you? Are you? No, I'm still angry. Sorry. So this past episode of Game of Thrones was titled... I don't even know anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The title, okay, it was Sons of the Harpy. Ah, right. Game of Thrones, Sons of the Harpy. It was written by um, not David and db it was written by oh, really? a guy it was written by dave hill oh oh i know who dave hill is directed who by is mark myloid 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 so dave, dave hill was like an assistant who was like i think ollie should stay at castle black oh god and join the night's watch and they were like yes that's brilliant and you can join our team <laughs> <laughs> Oh so God. many dicks so many <laughs> okay wow all right maybe he will save us whoopsie do for sure him. know how to pick him <laughs> <laughs> does anybody like ollie no he's an irrelevant character seriously it's just like why is he even here i don't get you know there have been other characters that have been originals too. Like remember Ross and how they, they killed her by shooting her in her sexual parts when she wouldn't yeah, her no, boobs thank anymore. You. Or what about when they cast that guy from Torchwood? You know the like sort of good guy from Torchwood. Oh they yeah, like, they were burn, like, you know what? Like sit burn, here and drink from a skull cup. Burn Gorman. Just <laughs> like talk about like your daggers. Oh my god, that was so funny. He was so it was. Such a weird, it was such a a waste of a character, a waste of an actor. Now we have Ollie. Now we have Ollie. Oh, God. They just keep adding dudes. Yeah. Enough of this. All right, let's just talk. All right. Okay. So we go to Dorne. You want to do Dorne first? I think so, because when they showed Dorne on the map, I was like, it's called Sunsparrow. (laughs) (laughs) And that was me. (laughs) But I guess the audience, like, 
it's like how Germ thinks like the Mediterranean is like a region and there aren't like specific things. Maybe like this is like Dorn. Mm. The Dorn. It was weird that they like went to Bravos and then Marina went back to Westeros for Dorn too. Yeah. Wait, wait, there's also a ship. They're they're on a ship to Dorn. Is that the ship from the books with the Summer Islanders? Uh I, I wanna s- the cinnamon wind? Yeah, is that the cinnamon wind? I don't think so. I thought I didn't see any black people. I thought the captain was black, was he? Are we just imagining things? Because I don't. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. He was a POC. I thought I didn't really look. I didn't. I wasn't paying attention. Well, he like gets killed anyway within like two seconds. Kabam. Mm-hmm. So we get to hear Bronze's opinion about Dornish women. Oh my god! People. Okay. Really? About spicy again. That, right that pissed me off so much because he's like, all oh, their, you know, they just like to fight and fuck and that's it. And I was just like, who, who <laughs> look who's talking. Yeah, first of all. Like white people. Yeah, I was like, look Westeros, who's talking. Exactly. Look who's talking, first of all. And yeah, second, he's like, oh, they're so crazy. I'm just like, oh, they're crazy because they're brown savages? Like, what the fuck? F. But they're I not was... even that brown. Oh, they're not even that brown. <laughs> no, they aren't. Seriously. I it's like you it's Their like prince is failed, like a little white kid. If you Seriously. fail the paper bag test, you cannot be doing this show. Like, yeah. On the show. Like there's like zero skin variation. And I'm just like, I refuse to fucking believe. Like, come on. Yeah. I'm gonna have to is this okay. No. I mean, because I'm going to go on a rant. I'm just, like, not in the mood. I don't even think it's worth it. I I think Dorn overall, I just... It's whatever, I guess. <laughs> it's whatever. Okay. Like, I'm not, I'm not, like, in love with it. Me neither. Um, I think that... Oh, God, I hate to say this. I'm, it's boring. It's boring. Like, if oh, snakes, snakes... Watch yeah. out for the snakes. <laughs> it's because, look, it's because, okay, they didn't, I feel like it's very on the surface, you know, like it, they didn't dig very deep to portray it. They're playing it so straight. There's no subversion. It's just like badass chicks. With spears. With spears. And nipples and nipples. on their breastplates. <laughs> yes. Literally. Yes. Oh my Directed gosh. Directed by Michael Bay. And you want to talk about how oh yeah bronze able to take down four of their guards really 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 (laughs) oh yeah they're on horses too i mean this is not the kind of show where you see a brown man taking out a whole bunch of white dudes (laughs) so let's i was like really come on come on now (laughs) please i was so annoyed i was like oh god they're supposed to be, like, the fiercest warriors. He was just talking about how crazy they are. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> apparently not as crazy as him. Oh, God. <laughs> and they're, oh, it's all, oh, they're so spicy. They're food. He didn't say they're spicy. Women. Whatever. They might it was as basically well. that stereotype. Yeah, he might as well have. Yeah. He's like, oh, the spicy Latinos. <laughs> Again. I feel like that's kind of where they wanted to go with the, the show. The spicy right? Latinos, mm-hmm. yeah. And that's really sad. I mean, in the books, the white characters do talk about Dorn that way. Like, Eris Oakhart talks about Dorn that way. But it's counterbalanced by the fact that they're a Dornish POC. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And when you're in the mind of Ariane or, or Quentin, they're not fucking and fighting. Yeah. And you realize that, like, Eris Oakhart is stereotyping them or that Tyrion was stereotyping them. Yeah. Or that George R. R. Martin himself was stereotyping them. Anyway, um... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, so someone pointed out that, like, this is a small quibble, but goes, again, towards D&D trying to make Dorne more sexist than in the books. The horses in the books are called the Dornish Sand Steeds. Okay. But on the show, they were Dornish Stallions. What? So, you know, yeah. It's got to have, like, a dick. That's so Just, just like, you know, how in, in on the show, it's... Doran and Oberyn's dad who is doing the politics or someone pointed me out too like in last season when the Dornish arrived there like Tyrion is greeted by a Dornish man from like I think House Blackwood or some Dornish house on the show it's a guy but like in the books if you just look in the index like those houses are all ruled by women ah so even, like, little subtle bullshit things where, like, could easily have, like, had a woman or... Even, like, the horse can't be, like, freaking gender neutral. Well, nothing in life can be gender neutral. I mean, everyone has to have, like... I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't. Like, what are you doing? Are you trying to sound like D&D? <laughs> yeah, I can't do okay. it. Okay. You, like, so how stupid he sounded at least. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about what actually went down in the scene. I did think it was cool when Ilaria was galloping on her horse. Yeah. She kind of badass. True, I guess. The so, sand snakes are kicking it at their tent in the middle of nowhere. I know! That's so funny! I was like, why <laughs> are they... Their clubhouse. <laughs> I was like, why are they out there? Like, what? What is going on? I just... I didn't get it. I was like, that's where they meet? What? Okay. Sleepovers. All it right. was a rendezvous spot where Alaria went to ask them, "Are you with me?" <laughs> Are Revenge. you not? <laughs> right? I, like, I you... heard Jamie Lannister is here to take Marcella. Blah blah blah. Whatever. I don't Whatever. know. It's kind of. It's just very underwhelming. What do you think about Tyen going, "Mama"? Oh yeah, mommy. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, they they are very like Ninja Turtle-y. Mm-hmm. But even less personality than the Ninja Turtles, I feel. Mm. Like, they're just all cool warrior chicks. Yeah. They're not very fleshed out. There's not as much contrast. Like, when you meet them in the books, you're like, wow, Oberyn really has, like, different, different daughters, daughters with really distinct personalities and physical yeah. appearances. Yeah, here they're yeah. all just, like, one person. <laughs> Basically, yeah, you're totally right. They're literally yeah. one. They're all, they're, like, they're, like, fondling their weapons. Yeah. Different iterations of the same person, which is a shame, but whatever. You know what I don't get is that, like, compared to this plan, the Ariane Martell plan was better. better. Like, mm-hmm. why don't we crown Marcella, kill Toman, and then we control Esteros? That's way better revenge than why don't we get rid of the hostage so they have, like, no excuse to stop, like, not attack us anymore. Because one benefit to them having Marcella is that Cersei can't just send people to start trouble on them. Right. So I feel like Ilaria's entire plan makes no sense. Like, rub two brain cells together, no sense. Yeah. And it makes me wonder, like, are there any moms on this show 
who make good decisions? Or are all the moms on the show caricatures? Because in the book, oh, I keep saying in the books, I feel mm-hmm. like so shitty. Okay, like pretty much Lysa Aron is the only like irrational mom character in the books, I want to say. I mean, I guess there's like Cersei and her stuff, but like yeah. seriously, name one character on the show who's a mom who can like play the Game of Thrones well. Um, the Catelyn. Look at look what they did with Celise Baratheon with her like babies in jars and shit. Oh my god, right? I hate. And what they did I with never Kat's character, Cat like just couldn't love a motherless child, man. They toned her down a bunch, thankfully, but still. Toned her down. And now here's Ilaria, so nice. the impulsive woman with no judgment. Yeah. The moment that Talisa got pregnant, she couldn't find Winterfell on a map anymore. <laughs> I know. I and just can't. like wiggled her butt around. Yeah. Pretty much the only competent Game of Thrones players that we're, that we're being seen that are women are like unattached, non-mom women. The one exception might be Elena Tyrell, but we see like Marjorie and Brienne and, and Arya and Sansa and Danny, and they're like not moms, and they're like doing a lot better than the moms on the show. The mom on, moms on the show have a bad track record. I don't know. Are we surprised? Are we surprised? No, it's just weird. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> or sexist. It's not really weird. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> so so when they, they stick a, a spear in the guy's head and they're like, we two are with you. Yes. I don't know why they decided to stick a spear in the guy's head, too. I was just like, uh, okay. He already had scorpions on him. I mean. Didn't they need to? Okay, I don't know. They couldn't have just let him. I guess they couldn't have let him go. Well, they could have left him there, too. They could, yeah, he could have died in the heat or something instead of, like... She um, had to give her speech about, like, my mother's tears and my father's spear. Yeah. Because killing a guy that's already buried in the sand is really, a uh, Badass, badass. Man. So badass. <laughs> so badass. It um, would have been funny if one of the other sisters was like, wait! We needed him! <laughs> I know! <laughs> we still needed to question him! I know! What? We wanted to... Where did they drop them off? Where did they drop them off? I know. Like, oh, Jamie's here. Okay, but where did they, where did he get? He forgot off? to ask. <laughs> Anyways, speaking of Jamie, did you guys he catch wants to die in the arms of the woman he, he loves? Did you guys catch his forlorn, like longing look at um, what you call it, the Isle, the Sapphire, oh, Tarth, Tarth. I'm sure the shippers were like, oh he God. likes that island because he likes Brienne. Brienne. He loves Brienne. Um, do you want to go to a Thursday next? Thursday. Do you want to go to Thursday Lannister. Thursday Lannister. Um, Versus Wednesday Adams. Who would win? So, <laughs> so there's some stuff going on. Um, clearly, Cersei has decided to arm what Faith they... Militant. Yeah, this is kind of clever. Not, very, no, very... not so much. You think it's clever? How? Wait, how? I, I, I guess they're trying to make it seem like it's clever. It wasn't a very nice outcome, but. I feel like she created a, a commotion to to serve her own personal interests. Yeah, but it's going to backfire. I mean, yes, of course. We know that. <laughs> but for now... Because <laughs> they're like, now they're all like, all powerful. This is why you don't arm the church. Get the Crusades. You guys remember that Ever. shit? 
The Crusades, no, man. Ever um, the church. Yeah. Ever. The Inquisition. Yeah, the Spanish Inquisition. Exactly. She's so, fucking up. I'm going to do it again. I'm going to be like, in the book. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but seriously. So, like, the whole deal with this is, like, in the books, the Faith Milton are like, uh, no, Tommen's a bastard. He can't have his wedding in our church. Right. And then Cersei's like, well, what can we do to make it so he's not a bastard in your eyes? And they're like, well, we have this old tradition where we have weapons and run around breaking tchotchkes. And mm-hmm. Apparently. And then she's like, okay, well, if I arm you, will you, like, give me a lot of money and, like, legitimize Tommen again in the eyes of the people? Like, she makes a trade. Yeah. And it's not, like, a, a great trade. It's still, like, a failed trade. But there's a bit more of a trade Yeah, that sort and of gets here, missed here. Yeah, here she just is kind of like, chalala, I'm going to do this because I want to piss off Marjorie. It works. It works. And she also, she basically, there's this, like, underlying homophobia plot, too, that comes out. I um, want to talk about that. It's homophobia plot. It's it's funny. It's weird too because they're just like so aggro. Yeah, they're, they're like, like the freaking Taliban. They're like, yeah. it's, it's time to do... just killing people everywhere. I'm just like, really? That it's so over the top. I thought it was really over the top. I mean, they're super serious. Um, I'm gonna say it again in the books. I should just take a shot <laughs> every time um, you say in the books. But it's because they're like upset about what's happening to the small folk. And, yeah. But here they're just like killing everybody, the small folk, the rich folk. They guys just like in brothels. Guys in brothels, poor whores. They're not even trying to um to repent, like make them repent or anything. They're just like killing them. They're or, like beating the, the shit out of them. Slut shamers. It's just like Mortal Kombat uh <laughs> like High Sparrow edition or something. Sometimes I feel like when it comes to, sometimes I feel like the show, well, we've already established this, can just be too heavy-handed with, there's just a mm-hmm. lot, well, lot how, of killing. How will you know that they're a threat if they're not killing people all the time? Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. It's like, how will you know that they're a threat when they're not using, if if they're using words as opposed to, you know, pure brute force? Yeah, people. they have to kill that guy with the spear. Yeah. The buckethead guy, you know? They have they, to... They have to gay bash. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. So this whole... Let's talk about that. Let's talk about this whole scenario about Loris getting locked up for being... To gay. To gay. <laughs> the gay. Yeah. And Marjorie going to Toman to try and get him to free... Loris. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about this? Because, like, uh, I don't know. Like, the way it all played out, because, you know, Toman doesn't really know much. He's supposed to be this innocent boy king. And are we supposed to believe that Cersei did all of this just because she didn't want to marry Loris? Like, eh. Mm, and she didn't want to get, you know, sent back to Castle Rock? Like, seems excessive. That's possible. <laughs> yes, yes, but I don't know. I don't know why this whole scenario... Well, I mean, there are several reasons why this whole scenario bothered me, but I was just kind of just like, eh. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Just wasn't really feeling it. I wasn't feeling it. It just seems like it was just a lot. I was like, oh, wow, this is really extra. 
Yeah. Like between this, this whole like you know the all the killing and the um, uh, attacks happening in King's Landing, paralleled with what's happening over in Essos with the Sons of the Harpy, I'm just like, all right, seen enough stabbings today. Yeah, there were like fifty. It's like, dang, that's a lot of Jello shots. I this is why I don't understand though. Like, so Cersei, there's all these rumors about her like being incestuous and blah blah blah, right? Mm-hmm. And so she's giving weapons to people who are really anti-sin. Yes. Right? And, and then one of their members is her cousin, mm-hmm. who could easily out her, all of her stuff to them. Yes. So you would think she wouldn't want them to have lots of weapons. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's just the character not being very wise in her decision-making. Mm-hmm. But it, it seemed like kind of oh, man, that is really petty, and you don't realize that your laundry is dirty, too. Yeah. So there's actually a post on Reddit that um, by somebody, and it's called, uh, by somebody named Zemoser, and he was given three gold, which means that three people paid money to, like, give it a star as, like, a good post. It's called A Gay Man's Take on Loris and His Situation. And he's pissed. Okay. He says, Loris is my, one of my favorite characters. He breaks the mold and stereotype in the books. He's a well-respected fighter, a member of the Kingsguard, cocky and solemn, deeply in love with Wait, Renly. Wait, pause. Before you continue. He's talking about Loris in the books, right? Yeah. But oh, then he's okay. saying, in the oh. show, Loris is gay, and that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's why he's disappointed. Of course. He says, what? you know, Marjorie yeah. has these, like, comp like, complex motivations on the show. Mm-hmm. Podrick Payne has layers and character development. Grey Worm is having a love story and is showing, like, he has his little English lessons and the emotions. Mm-hmm. But Loris has been whiny and gay and politically incapable for two or three seasons now. Why do I care tonight? Well, the Faith Milton are here to harass the sinners, the drunks, the whores, and we can't forget the gays. Mm-hmm. He says that there's so much wrong with that last part that it hurts. Yeah. Um, in the novels, the seven don't necessarily view homosexuality the same way as this. The only reason for this edition seems to be for the purposes of capturing Loras. <clears throat> if that mm-hmm. was necessary, why not have Oliver killed for running a brothel and have Loras captured when he fights back in anger? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then you get, look, Loras is gay, the faith doesn't fuck around. Mm-hmm. And also, his character is vengeful, and maybe, like, it's Dolores losing yet another lover and being hurt about it. Mm-hmm. He says, when I watch my favorite series about a fantasy world, why the hell do I need to see guys being accosted for being gay when it is totally unnecessary? Mm-hmm. At best, I feel pandered to in some sort of weird pity. At worst, I'm outright offended. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm with it, I'm with it. And he says, the show has effectively equated the hyper-religious with gay haters, and mm. they drew upon the viewer's own conscious associations to make that connection. Mm-hmm. I'm, prob- I'm sure probably thir- 90% of viewers quickly said, yeah, they're arresting him because he's gay, it makes sense, without giving it more thought. But how fucked is that? It hails back to bigger ideas and intrinsic issues with our society, but we're just supposed to make that connection and keep going on with the rest of the Westerosi shenanigans. Yeah. And yeah. so he's offended and disappointed and needs to sort it out. He got downvoted at first, but then he got a lot of support. And he just doesn't think that, like, this is an important stance that the show needs to take. I mean, the show doesn't, the show isn't, 
can't handle issues. Do you know what I mean? They can't really handle um, subverting anything. <laughs> and he says that, like, it's disappointing to know we're not going to see Satin, Lynn Corbray, Tana Mayweather, and probably not John Connington. Each character had their own story, character, and struggles that added weight to LGBT life in I mean, Westeros. We do have mm-hmm. Obara, but it's probably going to be played some weird. Like, They're not gonna. I mean, look at how it's the, the queer one. I thought. Who look? I thought N- Nim Mario was. I thought yeah. it was Obara too. No, well, look I don't at think look so. at how they stereotype. Look at how they treated um, um, Oberyn though. Like yeah, he yeah. talks about that too. Mm-hmm. There's no. <laughs> You guys remember when I talked about this during the round table and Yeah, we got in trouble. We're not in trouble. We got into like this shitty fight. Yeah, about it. Yeah. That was the worst being like a bisexual person in that season round table. Two? It was in between season three? seasons three and four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, season three and four. And peop- and I know I wasn't the only one who picked that who picked that up. We're saying it even then. This doesn't there's surprise this, me. There's this meme and it's of like a lemur. <laughs> and he's like Actually, it's a brooch. It's like really a fat-looking lemur, and it's like making fun of how they wrote Loras. Yeah, it's terrible. It's terrible, and it was definitely like with everything else of substance, you know, from book to show. It was Loras was another character that they could have expanded on, and they chose not to. It was even worse is that they pigeonholed him even more than the books did. Like at least the books tried to give him some like some other aspect. other stuff to do. Right, yeah, like he was Tommen's to... teacher. Right, and also he was elevated or respected on a level that Jamie was, which is something that you don't see at all in the show. You don't ever see anyone talking about Loris' skill as, as a warrior, even though Jamie noted that Loris was of level as he was. I don't know. It's just irksome because I think that book Loris had, um, in addition to being you know, in love with Renly, he, there was a cockiness to him and um, a fierce loyalty to his family. Like, these are all different traits that were, you know, hinted at but not really elaborated on in the books that the show could have ran with and they chose not to. And honestly, I do sincerely believe it's because he's gay and because the writers do not know how to take care of characters that aren't straight, white, able-bodied men, with the exception of... Tyrion. And even then, look what they did to his character. They fucking suck. And I feel and I feel bad for this guy who wrote this post because I 100% sympathize with him as even a woman challenges, of color watching this show. He challenges um, people who are like, oh, this is a medieval society, so it's historically accurate. And he's like, um, no. Yeah. A, it's a fantasy world. And B, many ancient and European, like, societies during sort of the parallel timeline um, celebrated homosexuality including like look at Richard the Lionheart renowned king and leader during the crusades a poorly kept secret he preferred men in his tent mm-hmm. so he says Loris's only defining trait left in the show is gay to top it off being gay is now a sin punishable by death in the show which is completely mm-hmm. unnecessary, pandering to modern societal struggles and suggesting slash reinforcing the idea that in a religious world, homosexuality equals sin. It's damn offensive and probably wasn't even too conscious of a decision. Mm-hmm. So, man, when people on Reddit are like, shit. 
Oh, um, Random Raven, sorry, Flyby Raven just came in. Sophie Turner attended the Met Museum of Art Costume Institute benefit. Oh, she went to the Met Ball. Mm -hmm. Good for her. Very cool. What was she wearing, did it say? It's just silver. It's just like the silver dress. Like a silver fish. I guess I should say, who was she wearing? Who was she wearing? (laughs) Uh, I'm not sure. It doesn't say. It says maybe James Bay? So this Reddit conversation is actually really interesting because they actually get into depth. Someone writes, it's a form of trauma porn. The straight viewers go, oh no, how terrible. It is terrible to treat gay people that way. Meanwhile, gay viewers win and be deeply uncomfortable because we don't need to be reminded that there are certain types of people who would kill us if they had a chance. We know mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. It's already in the back of our heads on day-to-day basis. And maybe that's not just... I mean... Surely in this situation, there's a parallel for that, mm. for how women are depicted on the show and how people of color are depicted on the show, how sex workers are depicted on the show. Trauma porn. So hey. if you have privilege, you're like, oh, wow, that sucks. Yeah. I get the message you're trying to send that it sucks. Mm-hmm. And then if you're already aware of how much it sucks, you're just like, thanks. Mm. You know what's yeah. weird, too, is... You'd think the Tyrells had this huge-ass army from season two. Couldn't they just bail Loris out? The Faith Militant is like... A scr- they don't even have, like, pants. <laughs> they're, like, in their little bathrobes, right? Jamie would be so You think, like, the Tyrell so army could roll in and, like, hit people? <coughs> Sorry. Oh, Jamie no, Allen over hit. all of them? Sorry. She was like, they don't even have pants. I'm so happy. They don't have any body armor. You don't think the Tyrell army could just roll in and I know. No, it's true. Yeah. This is true. Well, and also, I think the Tyrells and the Faith were conspiring in the books. Yeah, so they would be protected, but I guess it works better. I mean, works in in, in Cersei's favor this way, I guess. I don't know. Nah. Mm. I wasn't impressed. I don't feel like it's because I'm hard to impress either. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So what else is there? Uh, Jorah and Tyrion in a boat. In a boat, mother. Mm? Yes, in a boat. Um, and in this boat, they're annoying each other. Well, you know, I mean, he did just kidnap Tyrion. So there's that. So did you like when he hummed Reigns of Castamere? No, I missed it. He, like, starts to hum it to threaten Jorah, and then Jorah takes off the gag. <laughs> yes. I mean, do you think Danny would be happy if Jorah came in with Tyrion, or would she be like, really? I told you to go away. I... Let's find out. <laughs> Fine, we can find out. I'm just trying to make small talk. <laughs> Let's find out. No, I'm curious to see how the show writes this in because I do think A Dance with Dragons was a complete and utter shit book, minus John Shafters. And I think it was awful that it. Uh, I shouldn't spoil anything. Let's just say I am looking forward to the show tackling this scene just because I just want to see what happens. I want to see, 
I'm going to see if they're going to let Tyrion get away with running his mouth or if they're going to allow Danny. And I'm saying allow because I do feel like there are instances where Danny should assert her power as queen and they have her defer to the men around her. And I don't like that. So I am curious to see if Tyrion will be made to cower before Danny. And I I don't know. This show is weird. I'm not sure if that might happen, but it would be interesting if it did. Mm. I think Tyrion is slowly piecing together the whole Varys helping Danny plot. Because he had this conversation with Varys, and Varys was like, we're going to support Danny. And now he's had this conversation with Jorah, and Jorah's like, oh, yeah, I was emailing you guys about Danny the entire time. But he was really like in cahoots with primarily Varys, I think. So Tyrion's piecing this all together. I wonder if he can... I don't know. He probably ha- he has so much intel. I think Danny would be a fool to turn him away. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I mean, yeah. Danny did execute a guy. In, like, the oh, talks. yeah. I mean, she... And then was like, why don't they like me anymore? She's not doing the best job, literally, I'm just saying. So I wouldn't be surprised. She's like, my morals, blah, blah, blah. So no girl, no girl. Um. So speaking of Danny, let's go to Danny. No wait, we gotta go to Sansa first. Sansa. Oh yeah, Sansa. Yes. Sansa. Sansa. Hanging out. Do you think they've essentially confirmed R plus L equals J? That that was the first thing that they were asked before they adapted the show, right? He should have asked them other questions, like. What do you think of Catelyn Stark? Yeah, or, do you know how not to write bad? <laughs> how not to write sexist, racist. Let me look at your body of work. Oh, you wrote Wolverine. I'm not letting you anywhere near <laughs> my shit. That's what he should have said. Moron. Oh. <laughs> Moron. Um, he got a lot of money out of it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's why it's a movie theater. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, okay, okay. No, you're right. I'm just trying to be difficult. Uh-huh. So, Littlefinger's <sighs> like, hey, there was this party a long time ago, and Rhaegar had silver hair and gave flowers to... And he sang and... to people in the street. No, that was the other thing. <laughs> he sang to He was an epic bard. He was, like, busking. Busking. Yeah, he was, like, hanging out in front of Subway. Oh, terminal. yeah, that's true. Just to see how much money he could make. He's one of those, like, rich people who likes to experiment sometimes with, you know. Like, trying to see if they can, like, live like the the, the regular folk. I want to live like common people. I want to do whatever common people do. I want to sleep with common people. I want to sleep with common people like you. What else could I do? I said, I'll see what I can do. They probably just gave him money because he's Rhaegar Targaryen. I mean, he's kind of hard to miss with the silver hair and shit and probably walking around with like flowing robes and a freaking harp. I know, right? Maybe people (laughs) could cosplay him though. You never know. Or maybe he, I mean, they didn't exactly make it clear like whether or not he walked around with his hair covered and stuff, you know? I mean, would the people really like Give him, like, throw money at his... I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, I would be awkward about that. I'd be like, <laughs> he is already the crown prince. Do I need to give him a dollar? Or can I just stand there and listen? 
Yes. Precisely. Maybe he was just really, really, really good. And they just couldn't help themselves. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of shit, though, man. Like, asking, like, average common folk to give you money when you're the <laughs> prince. <laughs> well, he gave it to charity. And one time he got really drunk with <laughs> embarrassed and <Embarrassing>. something. <laughs> Alright, alright. What's that? It's the ambulance. It's your take us away. Because we fucking lost it. (laughs) Do you think Sansa had heard that story before, though? Um. Is that the first time the audience has heard that story? I think it is. That he went or he ran away with Lyanna? No, the part with the flowers in the tournament. Uh, it might be. It's, like, repeated so many times in the books, but I think it might have been. The first time, because they didn't really pay much attention to it, but they probably figure that it's important to the story at this point. Same with all the references about Grayscale. Uh-huh. Because we, we only get that scene with Shireen a little bit. Yeah. Like, the, I feel like the audience who does, hasn't read the books must be so lost. Because all this new information suddenly but there's all these in. book readers who can like explain stuff to them sure but okay but otherwise so Littlefinger's plan is really dumb yeah that was, that was, <laughs> that was the ablest fine it was poorly thought out it's pretty bad it's well, like because he's like it's okay Stannis will come here and like kill everyone soon anyway and then you don't have to deal with the Boltons anymore <laughs> and I'm like yeah then why didn't we wait for him to do that and then go to Winterfell yeah right? we could have like hung out in the Vale and waited for the Boltons to get killed you know like what yeah why didn't she ask him she's um... gonna be like why don't we just wait for them to get killed and then I come back here because just... Sansa's just going along with his all his plans. I don't know why. I do. Why? Bad writing. <laughs> yeah, that too. Speaking of which, Jon Snow got to see something special. Oh, um, Melisandre's... What was that? Melisandre's... <laughs> Melisandre's titties and her um, womb or something. I don't know. No, 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 no. What was that? I'm going like, to need you guys to offer a detailed John. explanation <laughs> as to what you thought this scene was about. Uh, um, This scene was about show... I don't know. No, break this shit down and analyze it. Okay, because- so... Melisandre, Melisandre, Sant Melly rolls up all in there, right? And she's just like, "Hey, John, you've got you've got some specialness about you, and you've got like sperm and stuff. We can make a shadow baby." That's what I got from it. She wanted to make a shadow baby with him, right? I thought she thought like if she let him touch her boob, then he would listen to her and go Stannis to Winterfell. Yeah. But he touched her boob anyway, and then he was like, nope. Still mm-hmm. not listening to you. Yeah. What the fuck, though? On a scale of one to completely, utterly unnecessary. Can you how imagine would the writer's like room? They were like, you know what? We need a scene where Melisandre asked John Sotomayor about her. <laughs> really important to the plot. Marissa. <laughs> 
You're like, and then oh at the table read, they're like, God. and then Melisandre takes off her shirt and is like, I've seen it in the flames. I have an HBO Now streaming subscription in the flames. And uh, you know nothing in the boobs. Come with me to Winterfell. <laughs> When she said, you know nothing, I was like, but what, but, but okay, <laughs> I guess. Was it a coincidence, or was she watching streaming in the flames? <sighs> she was watching Netflix. What was she watching on Netflix? Um, mm. Say yes to the dress. Um, yeah, I just didn't get the scene. I was kind of just sitting there with my mouth hanging open, like, why? Why? <laughs> what about the Stannis daughter scene? That was nice. Oh, I liked that. That was so touching. Yeah. Who I wrote liked... that scene? Because uh-huh. it wasn't. Dan Hill, the guy who created Ollie. <laughs> or Dave Hill. Isn't it Dave? Dave. Hill? Oh, I don't, I don't know. believe too it. Too many D's. I, Stop I feel like. Too. Way too many D's in more than <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, sorry. I feel like one writer wrote that scene and it got like added in because they thought it would be like they'd throw us a bone. It was just great from start to finish, beautifully acted, uh-huh. well written, touched girl, my heart. Um, Carrie, I like that actress. Carrie Ingram? Yeah. She's so good. I still think they should have dyed her hair black for the plot uh, reasons. Because you know how Baratheons only have black haired kids. Mm-hmm. But. We accept you, child actress, because you're very good at your role. Mm-hmm. Maybe grayscale makes you blonde. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um. at this point, you're, I'm almost certain there's going to be some sort of grayscale shit later on. They keep talking about it. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a bomb. What, like like a grayscale bomb? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just going to infect everybody and everyone's going to die. What? <laughs> That's what I it's mean. Gonna it's gonna like turn the, the show into The Walking Dead. Yeah, it's gonna be like the plague up in there. <clears throat> anyway. So oh wait, know. I was just gonna say, did you catch that it was an evil Dornish man who poisoned them? <laughs> poisoned yeah, her? Yeah, with a doll. Mm-hmm. Those Dornish—they're all sneaky, spiry, spicy Latinos. The poison is a woman's Latinos. weapon. No, um, I mean, I, I guess maybe it was revenge for Elia, do you think? Maybe, but... So they were going to get at the Baratheons? Um, maybe? Are we overthinking, overthinking it? it? <laughs> Stannis seems to think that it was some sort of revenge. Maybe. It's plausible. Is it going to come up again? I don't know. I don't think it's going to come up again. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, I love I love that scene a lot, especially when he was like, "I did everything I could to save you, and you didn't belong across the smelly old sea, dying on your own as a baby or whatever." Um, yeah, I love how some how much Stannis loves her or seems to. It makes his character seem more warm and sympathetic. Mm-hmm, definitely. Um. Let's move on, I guess, to who's next. I think it's Danny. 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 So Danny is listening to Barristan Selmy tell her tales of her bro. He's a harpist. That's probably not the right word. 
He plays the harp and he plays it for people in busks or whatever, blah, 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 right? Um, but there's also this other plot going on where the sons of the harpy, I guess they get set up. Um, the, the Unsullied gets set up, basically Danny's men, because of course now everyone's revolting against Danny. Um, what did you guys think? Because she needs to open the fighting pits. Everyone's bored. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's what it is. Not that she just slaughtered their leader in front of them, but... Um, <laughs> it's because everyone's bored because the fighting pits are closed. What do you think about how it's like that woman of color prostitute? Didn't she... It's s- the same one. Is it? In the previous episode, and she set, yeah. Oh, yeah, she said... She, like, doesn't say very much. She's she, like, yeah, is, I'm wasn't, evil. She, wasn't she on... Yeah, she's just in on the plot, right? She yeah, pretends. she was in on the okay. last one, too. Yeah. Is she the new Roz? This random evil whore. Oh, my God. Speaking yeah, of Yeah, as if we need a new Roz. Wait, no, speaking no, of no. the accent, right? Oh, my God. I forgot to mention Peter Dinklage's accent. At one point, it sounded like it was Canadian. <laughs> it was like... I, like there was one word he said where I was like, a boot? It sounded like a boot. I was like, what? Is he Canadian now? It was so weird. Sorry, I forgot to mention that, but I made a note I wanted to. Anyway, let's get back to the evil cure. Did you notice that Grey Worm... I almost called him Grey Wind again. Don't let me. He, like, made a face when he was stabbed. Uh-huh. But the Unsolid are not supposed to do that. Well... Remember, you can cut off one of their nipples and they won't make an expression. So I read an interview with the actor... Uh-huh. And he said that that was a deliberate decision to show that he's becoming more, quote-unquote, human. Oh, okay. And less unsullied. So hmm. he has feels now. Okay. that That's a good choice. That's a nice choice. I'm upset about that stabbing. Is he still alive? He better not be dead. Um, he's do you gonna think they kill him and Barristan? Wait, do you mean that they would actually kill off a white man before a black man on this show? Is that no, what you're suggesting? I think, I think they're going to kill them both at the same time because if mm. they kill one white guy, a person, at least three people of color have to go down, too. Is Grey Worm still making CDs? CDs? <laughs> Is Grey Worm still making... I just yeah, got that. Yeah, he has a discography. I just got that. Yes, he, he is under... Um, what is his stage name for that? Crowley uh, Richie or something? R- Richie something, yeah. Oh, his music is so good. It's really good. Seriously, like, I'm impressed. I love his music so much. Everyone go listen to Riley Richie. Yeah. I edited a whole podcast with his music in it. I can't remember what <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah, yeah I did. Damn. Because I loved it so much. Okay. Yes. Um, <clears throat> I think he is, yes. So he has something to fall back on if they kill him. I really yeah. hope they don't. What about Barristan? So they much for plot armor. Him. They really can't kill him. I don't think because like who's Danny gonna have as their counsel? Missande only. Hmm. I guess because they're bringing Dario in, and his star. Because they're bringing in Tyrion. They maybe Tyrion's gonna be her counsel now. But yeah, I mean the way they kind of. I guess, like, came through and just kill- slaughtered them all, supposed to parallel, uh, like, Shade mentioned, the beginning of the episode. 
with um, the, what do you call it? High Sparrow. This idea that fanatics will be fanatics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I guess that's, I mean, that's all you can say about that, right? I don't know. I kind of wish Bear. I think Barrison still had legs. But maybe they were just trying to clean house. Mm. <laughs> Make room for what? use him for other stuff that would mm. be useful, though. Like, he was always the one who was like, actually, Danny, your dad was kind of, um, not sound of mind. Mm-hmm. And it, he, he did that a couple of times, but I, I don't know. Like, I'm not, like, sad. I kind of feel like the show is like, look at us. What a twist. You didn't see that one coming. <laughs> like, so we're good writers because... <laughs> You never would have guessed that. And I'm like, that's not, like, a sign of good Are writing. they actually just... dead? Did you see the preview for the next episode? Uh, yeah, it has Barrison laying out on a stone beer. Okay. But he could just be taking a nap. <laughs> yeah, right. They're all just standing around him looking they're at him like, taking a nap. They're taking naps. Like Snow White. Uh-huh. But Grey Worm is not on the beer. So either he had a separate thing or he's napping somewhere else oh he's napping somewhere else <laughs> they're both dead they're gonna be buried um all right so i think that was it for the episode john, do we go we did talk about john yes um yeah We're, we didn't get a lot of povs this time around i think as much as you used to there's Marjorie. She went off, and Tommen. I felt sad for Tommen. Tommen's just like, I'll go talk to him. It'll be perfectly safe for me to do that. <laughs> and then they're like, boo, bastard. <laughs> yeah. Oops. You I can't know. sit here. You can't sit with us. And Marjorie's like, how How can you come? You can't do anything. I'm like, damn, Marjorie. He's like 12 years old. Give him a break. He's a 12-year-old bastard. What can he do? Seriously. I felt bad for Tommen. But Marge... they're supposed to. But he's gonna die. So Marge is supposed to be leaving to go home for a little bit. But isn't she gonna get imprisoned by Cersei? I wasn't sure if she was actually leaving to go home or if she was just gonna, like, hang out with her family more. Uh. Huh. Okay. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe we can find a haven, get lost, go away, we'll be so amazing, we can do what we wanted to do, pick up a bus and never truck, what we do, try new things, new life goes through, even if our fights get raw, we'll wash them away, no strife for four, What did we get this episode? How many masks? Um, like three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hello. Like, Sand Snake is like, hello, we're the Sand Snake. I think I give it like a five. Mama. It's not really, it wasn't, it was kind of, it was like, it was mediocre. Let's go with yeah. five. Five sounds good. It's like, like four you know, not, and a half. Not good, <laughs> not bad, just meh. meh. It was a meh episode. Meh. Okay. You guys are nicer than me. Yeah, we are.
for now. Um, yeah, let's go to Outlander, which I didn't get to watch. <laughs> Sorry, it's God. okay. You didn't miss much. It was really slow. Really, no. It was a slow episode. I mean, we did get some tension. Was there any sex? No. <laughs> Unfortunately, you know how many times like they had moments when they were looking at each other, and I was like, okay, you're gonna you guys gonna have sex now because that would literally <laughs> no. I'm dead ass serious. That would have literally been the most interesting thing that ha- that, that would have happened, happened this episode. entire episode. Oh no. Well, I mean, there are a few things. You know, we get some childbirth. Childbirth Horks. is always exciting. Horks comes back and threatens Jamie um, because he knows that there's a bounty on his head. Tries to blackmail Jamie. Yeah. Um, well, because the last episode, the cliffhanger was like this guy had a gun pointed at Jamie, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So basically, his sister comes out and is like, "That's not my brother, Jamie. That's my cousin, Jamie." Okay. And they all kind of believe her, even though like he and his Sashnak wife are like shacked up in the master bedroom. Yeah. And like, how many Jamies are there married to Outlanders? Only one in all the I'm land. Like, I'm like, they hadn't heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> you probably never heard saw of him. Back. But, like, seriously, though, Jamie is, like, the Ned Stark's bastard of Outlander. Like, when you think about it, like, how do people not know who he is? There's a bounty on his head. Wow, I gotta hide in case someone recognizes him. And he has red hair, too, on top of it, you know? That's a pretty, I don't know, distinctive feature. Should have dyed it like Sansa. It's a dark. Do they have, did they have dye back then? They probably did. Dye's been around forever, right? Yeah, at least the Egyptians. He could have shaved it. He could have shaved it. Then they wouldn't know he was redhead. He looked great. Mm -hmm. Giant forehead and everything. Yeah. With a giant forehead. (laughs) With his five head. Um, Yeah. You guys have to explain it to me because I I won't get to watch it until after we finish recording. There's like a lot of tension. These guys are like, hey, you're totally not her brother. You're her cousin. Let's quiz you a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of obvious that from the very beginning, they don't believe his story. The guys, what are, what are they called again? The, these mercenary dudes, I forgot the name of their group. Um, but basically, there's a deal between them and Ian and Jenny to help keep the British away and protect them from raiders. Mm-hmm. Jamie doesn't like the idea, but like, Jamie hasn't liked anything since he arrived. Like, I'm going to change shit, even though I don't know what's going on type situation. Um, I don't know. It's It was a, It was too predictable. I don't know. There was some, like, shit where, like, there was a horse and it was hurt. And then, like, a bale of hay got set on fire because Alan yeah, was like, really was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> a bale of hay got set. Yeah, seriously. The yeah, guy that was, was like, like an important thing. It was like, oh no, a fire. A bale of hay. <laughs> I mean, they do say that. Oh, this is the hay that we needed for the winter. So I was like, okay, I guess it was important. But it was like <laughs> the only reason why that scene happened was because the one guy just wanted to start shit. He got mad because Jimmy was like, "Your that that tobacco is too good for you." Like, you know, like why don't. <laughs> Why don't we ever talk about how petty and catty that men can be? Like, why don't we ever talk about that? Because that was totally a petty move. They're super catty on Outlander. Like, during the duel with Sandringham, like, one of them, like, spat on the other, and then the yo mama joked each other, and then they, like, uh-huh. hit each other. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. What's up with that? 
Men are totally petty. On the show, yeah. They don't get stereotyped. No, like in the world. In the world, (laughs) yes. This is true. We're not the ones making atom bombs and shit. We're not the ones... um... Writing Game of Thrones. (laughs) Although we're being petty about that. Hey, it's it's warranted. Oh, there was a weird, weird monologue about, like, pregnancy and how, like, men want to crawl back up when into the womb when they're having sex and what? like <laughs> the baby what? moves it feels like a dick or something it's like really awkward what? am i not wrong I? no hell? you're not wrong i was like okay i heard this was a thing i i did hear this was a thing however this is like a thing like like, maybe, like a fetish thing there's a no, fetish thing it's like f- the pressure that you feel when you're giving birth or i don't know about to give birth, whatever, at some point during the labor situation, the pressure that you feel is similar to when you're having sex. Really? Okay. This is not the first time that I have heard this, which is why I was not surprised. But she, like, goes on and on. And it's on. a very long speech about bitters. <laughs> oh, no. Like, is this supposed to be, like, are they re- What? <laughs> This is really uncomfortable. Like sex and like childbirth in the same sentence, <laughs> like an extended period. Like it was, it was like seriously, this was a whole. Yeah, they were scene. trying to make childbirth sexy, and then the maid comes in and is like, "My lady, the midwife has like gone on vacation uh... <laughs> to like visit her aunt in a neighboring village or something," and then they're like, "Oh no, what will we do?" Huh? I said, oh no, what will we do? And then Claire's like, oh, the baby is upside down. And they're like, it's okay, we'll turn it around. And then she's like, all right, but I'm going to need booze. And my baby's going to be drunk. And my baby's going to be drunk. <laughs> yeah. I'm making this up, but this is what happened. And that's yep. the like, more interesting plot, is the birthing plot. Yeah, I liked it. Because, you know, Claire and Jenny, they bond. Mm-hmm. A bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it was nice. Like, oh, like the scene when Jenny gives her the bracelets and then Claire kisses her cheek. Oh, that made me feel good. I just like seeing women bond over things that have nothing to do with men. Like, just them and their all of their relationship. Also, wait, back up. Can we talk about the scene where Claire says that she doesn't think she can have babies? Ugh! How do you feel about that? She's scene? like, I didn't want to tell you that we can't have kids. Uh, like, I didn't think I should. I should have told you before we got married, but then I didn't think I'd fall in love with you, so I didn't think it was worth mentioning. Mm. But I cannot have the babies. And then Jamie's like, oh, that's all right. It looks painful. Really? I don't want you to hurt. He didn't freak out? He's like perfect except when he's annoying. <laughs> oh Jamie why you are know, you so he's like the perfect gentleman except when he's like spanking you over the ass or accusing not you in a good way being a bastard child not in a good way mm-hmm. spanking on the ass not in a good way but he's like oh that's alright really and then meanwhile like yeah like that Horrocks guy shows up and is like it's time to blackmail you Jamie and then his brother-in-law stabs him and then they're like oh okay Okay. Yeah. Well then. And the birthing scene goes on for quite a long time. 
Like, she's, like, screaming, and then the men are like, oh, my God, she's so loud. <sighs> well, <they're>, she's <laughs> having shit. a baby. What the Yeah, f- they're like, why don't she shut up? It's not like her baby is upside down and Claire's arm is up there trying to turn it around. It's not like anything. she's pushing something the size of a freaking watermelon outside her vagina. <laughs> 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 like, seriously. Dudes, man. Yeah. Dudes. So... Jamie, like, tries to cover for his brother-in-law, and then they have to, like, go on a mission. I don't remember what the mission was. Some sort of raid thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the baby comes out, and it's a girl. It's a girl? Yeah. She's going to have last. a tough time. Yes, in this world. In this world. Mm-hmm. Not that this world is much better. but And then the brother-in-law comes back, but Jamie has been captured. Yeah, so it was, just, it was an ambush. Yeah, it was a trap. Okay. And they totally walked into it, and there was this, like, weird slow motion moment, because I was like, what is he doing? Like, you, the, where it gets all, like, weirdly quiet, and there's, like, a ringing noise, and he's, like, looking around, and it took me a while, because I was like, what's going on? Like, why is this suddenly happening? Like, is there mm-hmm. someone lurking in the trees? And then he's like, there's no way out. And I'm like, oh, that's it? Like, we had that... 30 second moment because you needed to see there was no way out and then you walked into an ambush. Yeah. Sure. Sometimes the this, this show is kind of slow. Yeah, because he started captured in the beginning and then he ended captured again. He's yeah. Like, okay. I mean, Can't we learned it. some things like that Jamie's siblings died of smallpox or um, I don't know what pregnancy feels like. And oh, and she gives birth like on all fours instead of like lying in a bed, so it's more yeah. realistic. Yeah, yeah. I kind of like that, but just very slow. A lot of staring. Okay, good to know. Good to know. Did we say yeah. who? Um, yeah. Did we say what the episode was called? Yes. Was called the watch. No, we didn't. Never mind. <laughs> I don't know who wrote it. <laughs> It was boring. <laughs> yeah, it was boring. It was. The Watch, written by Metin Hussein, or who's yeah, I think it's pronounced Hussein, and Tony Graffia. Now we know all their thoughts about childbirth, except I think that monologue is actually from the books. Yeah. All right. So what did y'all give this one? Meh. <laughs> So like a four and a half or five, like yeah, like it wasn't bad, but it wasn't good either. It was just eh, eh. I guess that's that. <laughs> Thanks for listening, folks. You can catch us Ooh. at batpinkcast.com on Ooh. Tumblr, iTunes, and Twitter, Podbase, Stitcher, and where other podcasts can be found. I hope we made this these two boring episodes more interesting for you. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Um, and yeah, and I'll well, leave y'all with the previews for the next episode. Bye. Toodles. Bye. Toodles. Toodles. Sounds isn't danger even if she doesn't realize it. You remember what happens to people who bore me. Winter is coming. We know what's coming with it. 